This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Listen in to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9. We would like to dedicate this dedicate this podcast to Lovers Love and uh, to the families of those who had their lives taken from them at the Orlando um, disaster, Pulse Nightclub, last year. So this is the podcast we had to have. This is um, a Sci-Fi and Squeam special, and I've got Melbourne Queer Comic Club groupie. No, 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 you're not more than a groupie. Well, you're the person behind. Yeah, I'm one of the committee members. Yes. And I'm, yeah, I was the one who came up with the idea, and Mm -hmm. so they got more people on board, and yeah. Yeah, Hayden, Hayden Clem. Hayden Clem, that's me. That's cool, that's good. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot happening in the comic sphere and for the the club. How old is the club now? We're approaching two years. I think it'll be two years in April. Wow. So Ooh. we forgot to uh, celebrate the first year anniversary. That's right. So we'll definitely, I remember yeah, we that. talked about that. Can you make sure you remember this yeah. year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this time we'll do we'll do a double party. Yeah, well yeah. it's double the fun and finally it's it's happening, you yeah. know. Two years. It does. Does it seem longer than that? Or sometimes, and then other times, it feels mm. like it doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long. Right. That's because we're not always as organised as I would. <laughs> as you'd like to know. be, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, it's been a, a great journey for the the queers out there who like to get into comics and also how to find comics that do have queer representation, LGBTQIA representation and everything. So in that coming up two years, like what has that been like, that experience to, you know, source material and things? I think we've been very lucky in the last couple of years, the queer content, especially in independent comics, has just kind of exploded. And I remember when I first started compiling a list of like, oh, these are the possible books that we could discuss. It was Mm. maybe like... 10 books and then mm. like over the course of the first year it just there was like so many recommendations and so many books that were coming onto the market where it was mm. like oh we'll have to do this and there's we still haven't touched on maybe half the ones that we want well, to do because you read faster yeah it's like we should do, maybe <laughs> no i can't do them like bi-monthly but well, yeah maybe a, maybe a quick um what do you call it? A, a quick, smart... Speed dating. Speed dating, speed reading yeah. comics. <laughs> but it's not always the case because comics, you know, some people think, oh, well, they're easy to read and fast reading, but I don't think so. It depends mm. on the content of it and how yeah. it's designed and everything else. So, And over that period of two years, just briefly, what would have been a highlight for you far as, as far as comics or a comic? or My favourite... One of my favourite comics that we did would have to be Fun Home by Alison Bechdel. Mm. <laughs> and the discussion that we had around that was very um, vulnerable and raw from the people who came to that meeting. And it was just mm. one of those things where you're like, oh, it's really nice to have been a part of this. And we had people from all across the queer community mm. identifying in different ways and to have their um, reactions to the book was... What was the, why was the, do you think, looking back now, why do you think there was, and what was the sort of reaction you're talking about? I think because not only did the book kind of go through a very, like a coming out in a way where you don't quite know it and then it kind of hits you and Mm. slowly coming out to the family and the family's not really okay about it. And then also the way that it went back and Alison tries to understand 
her parents and her dad, especially, who was, um, she never f- explicitly says how she had, but I would say bisexual. And just the way that people reacted to that in terms of their own coming out stories, their own dealings with their families, you know, people who had good relationships with their families and people who didn't, and how that kind of inf- affected their reading. Of course, clever. I mean, it's a clever way of putting a book and also, yeah, pretty interesting, pretty important. Mm. And, mm. It, yeah, it gets quite deep, the book, I think, because she basically thinks that her dad killed himself. I don't, I don't know if she ever explicitly says that, but that's the idea that, yeah, so mm. it was... Yeah, it was a very nice discussion group to be a part of. Yeah, it's a jumping in the deep end yeah, <laughs> type and, of comic, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's not the usual. I would it's hope one day... Exactly, yeah. I would hope one day we get the live stage show, the Tony oh, award-winning no. stage yeah. show would be great. But now jumping forward um, to more recent times, you yeah. had uh, one of your monthly meetups, and you have them in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you have them at the Hares and Hyenas. Yeah, I can't course. talk up that venue <laughs> anymore. It's just a fabulous venue that brings together the queer community, in my mind, mm. um, between all the different events that they do and just... Mm. Being there as they're one of the few dedicated like queer bookstores in the world, yeah. And recently had their twenty fifth anniversary. Cool, it was really cool. Now, to, did they have a party for that? Yes, they Good. did. So they and remembered. It was lots of fun. Yeah, they remembered <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah, mm. they and you know they. I think they won Fringe Best Fringe Festival Best Venue last year. Oh, awesome! Excellent. And, yeah. So it was their anniversary last year, yeah. the twenty fifth. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm. Mm. Yes, they're quite um, yeah an icon now. I think of of Melbourne and the scene, and as far as live reading, poetry, performance, small gatherings, launches, and um, yeah, just a brilliant space for that type of thing. And they've, even I've been there. Even I've spoken there, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's right. I've done a little speechy thing. Yeah, there. you guys had a your panel. That's quartz right. opening as well. And that's there. right. Yeah, yeah, we had the quartz opening. Uh, lots of stuff, yeah. and it's just a hub for that. Now, so every month this happens, and uh, yeah. last month you had a very special comic that uh, has been released. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what that one was? Yeah, so like in January, well, it was our January book, but because of mid- the Midsummer Festival, we got pushed into February because Hez and Hyena's uh, schedule was very filled. We were happy to was that do our... Midsummer and... Yeah, yeah, so they had something on every night. But we did Love is Love, which was the comic put out by DC and I. DW Publishing as a response to the Pulse nightclub shooting in in Orlando that happened last year. Mm. And all the material was basically donated or done by the creators for free and all the money raised goes to the fund to help the um, surviving victims. Mm. And the discussion on this was great. We actually... I usually lead the discussion, but this this group we had Owen, who's also on the committee, lead it because he was he'd left Orlando the day before it happened, mm-hmm. and I I actually had quite a few friends who were in Orlando that had left had also left like the day before. So mm. I remember when it happened, we were just kind of scrambling on group chats because this like, is a nightclub. Are you okay? That, yeah. yeah, is uh, again it's like a hub. It's a place that, from what I understand, a place where people would meet and a regular you know queer club gay club trans club as well yeah. um 
performance live venue club as well as nightclub. So a place people did um, go to for that, you know, area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously a very important meeting place. Yeah, and I think it just kind of hit the queer community so hard because mm. everybody has that place and the idea of it happening at your place is kind of quite confronting. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it's in people's lives and... Yeah. Um, yeah, the devastation of that, and also because uh, a lot of the people who go there, of course, you know, still go there. I get, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the state of it is now, yeah, but um, I believe it's still running and yeah. still doing drag shows and everything. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a place for people of color and uh, Latinx people to yeah. go as well. Um, so quite an important, uh, important place. Hmm. For that, a very sad, a really tragic, and you know it was only June last year, but um, I think yeah, the um, impact of that terrible tragedy, certainly on the creative comics area, uh, has been positive, as in lovers love is, mm. has come out. Lovers love, so yeah, I'm just holding it in my hand while we're doing this podcast, yeah. and I, I'm having trouble just even looking at the pictures. Some of the yeah. pictures are quite graphic. Well, that was what we found from mm. the group discussion that a lot of people reacted to different pages yeah. and other ones found, yeah, others quite moving. I think some of the most moving ones were the ones where it was like, I, you know, I had this, I had to do, like tell my child what had happened and why it had happened mm. and the child couldn't really understand why. Somebody would do that based on somebody being gay. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I look at the back here and it's got on the back page Equality Florida. So they seem to be a civil rights organization dedicated to securing a full equality for Florida's lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender communities. So um, are people still taking, you know, like proceeds and donations? Yeah, and I believe so. I believe. I think there was that GoFundMe that shot up and then there's mm. just kind of been a, a fund ever since. Oh. Um, now, what was the, I mean, I should say highlight, but um, how many artists as well are I think involved? All, all up, there was about 140, I'll say creators, because there's writers, artists, yeah. inkers, colorers, everything yeah. that's involved in comics. And, you know, every people from like... Mark Miller, who's quite a well-known, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, yeah, and then you had um, J.K. Rowling let them use Harry Potter characters in it. Oh wow! Apparently, the editorial at DC said you can use whatever characters in whatever way you like. So there's lots Ooh. of like, there's one big shot of Superman with a pride flag and mm. all that kind of stuff. And then the creators definitely used the queer characters in the DC universe. But yeah. And then there's, like, uh, one by Drew Droge, who's, like, this comedian in California who I know of from, like, he does these videos where he's, like, Chloe Sevigny. And it was interesting to see sort of the breadth of people who put uh, or uh, put forward artwork. And, mm. Yeah. And in the front page, as you open the inside cover, it's got a memoriam to all the people that um, were taken and murdered. Yeah. So I'm going to hand it back to you. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bit so emotional. At the end of the discussion, uh, we decided mm. that it would be appropriate to read out those names. And yeah, Owen, who led the discussion, did very well in getting through the whole 
list. <laughs> I don't think I could read it out. I was there um, just in case, but yeah, he he was he got through and yeah we, yeah stumbled a little bit, but got through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, do we know how many they've sold? Is there any? Um, I don't idea? know, but I know when people pretty, came to the mm. group discussion, they said it was very hard to get a hold of this book. Wow, um, that's and a good I, sign. Yeah, <laughs> and I had a friend who was in the mm. US over like Christmas and everything, and he was going all over to comic book stores in different cities and could not actually get a wow. hold of the book. Which to me, I hope that means that it mm. was selling out. I'm sure um, it was. I mean, yeah, well, you know. Is there news of uh, reprints or anything like that? Or? Not at this stage, yeah. but I assume that they did quite a big run. Yeah. But yeah, and it's also the diversity incredible. in what was in the book. Mm-hmm. There wasn't just, oh, this is what happened. It was uh, some of my favorite uh, pages were the ones that didn't exactly talk about what happened, but just showed mm. queer people going about their lives and mm. doing things. There's this great two-page spread about... These guys in... I'm just uh, looking at all the names. It's yeah. just incredible, the people that were involved, um, the collaborators. It's just a huge project. Wow. Aniki, Mart Bomer, Bo Bradshaw, mm. um, as you mentioned, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, Greg Fox, Sophia Foster, Domino, I mean, Ming Doyle, Cena uh, Grace. So there's some good, uh, yeah... Good mix, good intersectional representation as well. Mm. Uh, wow. Grant Morrison, Molly Knox, Sostertag goes on. I'm just, some of these names I don't know, but certainly it's an amazing um, show of, of support. Gail Simone, of course, yeah. <laughs> you'd expect her there. Definitely. Uh, wow. Crank, Sean Lee. Just yeah, the list is pretty Douglas amazing. Holgate, there you go. Yeah. So Aussie and... Um, just an incredible mix. Jenny Wood, fabulous. Carlos Deander. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, as I say, my favourite page was this one where it's the story about Bob Page who mm-hmm. runs a business in the South and apparently couldn't get a loan to start the business because he was gay and God. slowly built the business up, which now employs 450 people and has in like revenue of $80 million per year wow. and they like people who helped fight the some of the the transgender uh, bathroom bills and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I like the story because it was this it kind of got to that heart of you know Americans love the idea of like a small business owner a mom and pop store and it's like this yeah. is a classic example of that but the, t- the people running it are two gay guys and mm. Like it's like, how is that any different from another mom and pop store? Yeah, as they like to call like it in America, cake shops. The whole cake yeah. shop debacle over there, and straight cake shop owners not making wedding cakes yeah. for people who are LGBT, you know, IQ getting married. I mean, it just melts my brain to think about this discrimination, and mm. that's what it is—out and out, hateful, hurtful discrimination. You know. It's, yeah. Hmm, it's illegal, people. It's illegal to discriminate, <laughs> remember? doesn't matter what country you're in. Um, mm. I must admit the group did kind of feel that there was maybe not as enough diverse representation in the book. Not to say that it... Mm. Um, but 
we felt maybe there could have been more trans, lesbian, people of colour. It's a show that it can be done, and yeah. particularly for geeks and nerds it's, and those who love comic. Yeah, it's a really... And there was also someone, um, you know, one of the victims was also a... There's that J.K. Rowling link, from what I understand. Yeah. A Harry Potter um, Yes, who worked at... Um, fan. The Wizarding World of yes, Harry Potter in Orlando. Right. That really... Yeah, that really struck me when they did... The one thing. Yeah. Cause that's I'm getting emotional. Because that's something <laughs> that they did in the movies for Dumbledore. And, yeah, to see that that kind of thing... Um, was recreated in the real world, I guess, was quite moving. But I think mm. at the end of the discussion group, we kind of said, well, let's not just make these books when bad things happen. Let's mm. make these books to celebrate the queer community when, like, yeah, just when good do. things are happening. Yeah. And, the, and then we kind of turned to the last page, which was um, by this great um, artist, Ed Luce, mm. who does the Wovable Oaf comic i know it's <laughs> great hilarious. he's like this gay wrestler guy who's like this yeah. big burly guy um and yeah the mm. it just says keep creating your art tell your stories and celebrate life because that's how we be this thing mm. yeah mm. that's straight to the point i saw that i noticed that one mm. it's a good one at the end of the page because you might close this comic and put it away let's not put away um i guess those raw feelings and turn those into something positive where mm. You know, we can turn our anger and our despair and, and hurt into something, yeah, good. Like, make more comics or yeah. uh, read more comics, support more comics that are made by queer people and uh, stories about queer people and everybody's involved. When yeah. I look at all these names of people who were involved with it... I know, um, you've got to kind of keep scrolling because there's like so I'm many. It's like I'm missing so many. But Kieran Gillen, who mm. does the amazing, like, Wicked and Divine. Oh, God, I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. Sarah Gordon, Jason Inman, Phil Jimenez, of course. Um, I think I saw Tom Taylor on there, who's in another yes, Australian. Yes, another Australian. He's done some amazing stuff and he's stood up very uh, strongly for... LGBTIQ rights mm. as well. I guess all of these people would do, but uh, whatever their background is, they've all come on board something that is really, you know, it's, it's really fantastic. It's very important. Mm. So that's great. Look, it went on sale December the 28th. As you said, it's probably broken the internet. So many people rushing to buy it. I hope that we uh, see more uh versions of it in the future available as well mm. in hard copy and um out of this uh darkness that you know it shows that we can put some light on and do some positive stuff yeah that's my rant yeah i think especially <laughs> in the current political climate mm. i guess a lot of queer people feel yes a bit like uh, the hourglass has been turned yeah up the other way but we need to remember that <laughs> it can be turned back so that's right we just have to stick together now, Hayden, uh, moving a little bit forward in time mm. for the next meet-up for the Melbourne Queer Comic Club, the one and only, based here in Melbourne, <laughs> um, you've got an interesting one uh, that is coming up soon, The Vision. Yeah. Little Worse Than a Man. Vision. Sorry, The Vision, Volume 1, Little Worse Than a Man, yeah. by Tom King. And uh, what's this about? So this is, um, they sort of... The Vision has gone through an interesting sort of story in the last couple of years, but they've mm. recently sort of 
brought the character back, I think, because he's now in the movies. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But the direction of this is quite subversive. Okay. And to think that Marvel's doing that with a character that they've got in their like billion-dollar blockbusters is pretty cool. It's basically a deconstruction of the nuclear family. Mm, and okay. we're doing a, very, a queer reading of that. And, yeah, it should be a very exciting one. What, it's also what happened was this was a 12-issue run that after the 12 issues it got stopped. Mm-hmm. So the following month in March we're going to do Volume 2. So this is the first time we're also going to have done a follow-up to a book, basically. And we're kind of testing the waters, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And So the story is fascinating. The vision wants to be human, from what I'm reading here. Yeah, um, very like Westworld. What, what's more human than family? So he heads back to the beginning, to the laboratory where Ultron created him and moulded him into a weapon, the place where he first rebelled against his given destiny and imagined that he could be more, that he could be a man. There he builds them, a wife... Virginia, two teenage twins, Viv and Vin, and they look like him. They have his powers, etc. Um, mm, this is interesting mm. and weird. Um, but uh, what's your queer reading on this? I think just that idea that like heteronormativity and that nuclear family, the nuclear family, and everything's perfect because it's a, a man and a woman, and they've got kids, and they're in the suburbs. Mm. And I just think to deconstruct that, and yeah, to do a queer reading and look at it through a queer eye is going to be quite interesting because, yeah, as you know, that's basically a made-up 20th century idea and let's not get too hard into the queer... But yeah, book, uh, queer graphic history is probably a good place to start in that, the idea of breaking down what what is heteronormativity and, yeah, I don't know. it's just... Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Because, mm. of course... um. The whole marriage equality thing, yeah. that is a form of heteronormativity. Yes, exactly. As well. And well, it's like we're planning to become heteronormative, yeah. accepted into that world. Yeah. And then it's the and idea of homonormativity. Yes, um, that's another issue. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if for queerness, it's like, yeah. But then it's like, well, we don't have that. We shouldn't queer, have that. So do yeah. you actually want to do that? I don't exactly. Know. We're falling down the rabbit hole here, but <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very yeah. interesting and. I think also the idea of how other people will come at it will be quite interesting to get that kind of feedback. Mm. And that's one of the best things about the group. Yeah. Everybody has a different reaction. And to and how do you um, choose? Like That's coming up, what, February the 27th? February the 27th. Yeah. And then we'll do the f- volume to March the 27th. Okay. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Right. So how do you come up with uh, what to choose? And what's that, you know? The committee all are quite avid comic readers so Mm -hmm. they're all kind of always reading something what's coming up just normal superhero comics i tend more towards the independence because i am generally trying to find a comic for the group yeah but we'll come and discuss and be like what are you guys reading what what do you think is good and then we'll share it around and be like yeah that's a good book and sometimes we want something with a lot of text or subtext and other times we just want to do something fun because it's good. Yeah. So we, yeah. And then, I don't know. I don't know if I'm fully answering the question, but one of the other things we like to do is try to show the diversity of comics that it's not just superheroes, but mm. you can have great queer stories in different uh, sort of um, context from I mean, an Alison Bechdel to yeah. a... Uh, the Lumberjanes a, was a great... Lumberjanes, yeah. a man wanting to become a... a uh, sorry, a robot wanting to become a human, um, mm. Rat Queens, which was like a fantasy role-playing sort of thing. Mm. 
Trees, which was um, very much like a rival. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I saw that. Just like, oh, amazing. Amazing. And Amy, I love Amy ah. Adams. Um, yes. But yeah, it was very much le- aliens landed on Earth. And so mm. it was a sci-fi. And yeah, the idea that queer stories can be told in all these different sort of contexts and genres. And it's not... Yeah. We're trying to get people who read comics to maybe read something a bit different and then we're trying to get people who don't read comics to read a comic and see that their stories are in (laughs) comics. Yeah. Yeah. Because the widest reach of readership is comics actually. So it reaches all ages and, you know, it's, it's the stuff of dreams, which, you know, it can change lives and be helpful and that would also be a lot of fun or, you know. And like as a teenager growing up, I remember, I got into comics by reading the X-Men and mm. we finally got around to doing the X-Men and it was such a great book because everybody there had read the X-Men because oh, good. <laughs> the X-Men <laughs> were, you know, they were, they're a minority group and as anybody who's a part of a minority group, you kind of are just sort of drawn to them because of mm. what they deal with. And I see what you did there, drawn to them. Like. Oh, that wasn't even deliberate, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll take that pun. <laughs> But, yeah, also the idea, I think, of the X-Men as creating a family mm. is a very queer idea. Yeah. Of having a... F- family of mutants. Yeah. A, a family <laughs> you of, you know, your homos <laughs> and your queer people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you, you do have a family in the community that you kind of create around you mm. and that comes around you and mm. becomes a part of your life. Community is everything. Yeah. As we've had to build and construct them and, and work together. Great. Well, can you tell us uh, how people can get in touch if they've never been to a, a meetup with you guys? Um, what's the best thing to do and where to go? Never been to a meetup? Check mm. us out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. All the information's always up there. We post every, we put up an event for every um, meeting. So it's always got the details of what the book is, when mm-hmm. we're going to meet. Um, where to get the book, which is usually All Star Comics in Melbourne and Hairs and Hyenas, the venue where we hold it. Otherwise, our email is also on there if you've got any specific questions or you can just message us through the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, um, if you've never read a comic and you're interested, come check it out. I feel 2017 for a lot of people is the year of trying new things. That mm. seems to be the verdict. So try new things in 2017 and come check out a queer comic book club. Yeah. And they're in Melbourne, so at Hairs and Hyenas, uh, easy to find as well. It's on uh, Johnson Street. So get your GPS out on your phone or however you want to, word of mouth, you'll get there. You'll yeah. find a way. Yeah. Um, and, and you meet Mondays. Monday nights, uh, usually yeah. the last Monday of each month. Cool. But it changes around sometimes. <laughs> but it, if you are new, just come up and say, hi, I'm new, and we'll look after you. So. Excellent. And so the next one is The Vision, Volume 1, Little Worse Than a Man. Yeah. Cool. That sounds really intriguing. Oh, thank you so much for speaking to us, Hayden. No, thank you. Hayden Clem from the the wonderful uh, Melbourne Queer Comic Club. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Comic Book Club, but anyway. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. And uh, yes, we would like to dedicate this this podcast to Lovers Love and uh, to the families of those who had their lives taken from them at the Orlando um, disaster, Pulse nightclub last year. And go out and uh, support them if you can. Mm. I'll put uh, the links on the Facebook page for Sci-Fi and Squeam and Queer Geeks of Oz. And uh, thank you for listening. This is Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9.
There we go. Right. Go for it. Kia ora, this is Taika Waititi, and you are listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94... Is there a dot in there? Yes, Just point. 94.9. 94.9. Kia ora, this is Taika Waititi. Stuntman, actor, director, lover, friend, confidant, shoulder to cry on. You're listening to Sci-Fi and Squeam on Joy 94.9 FM, not AM. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.